listener-supported radio. Talk that brings Christ to the world. Welcome to the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. Hello. (laughs) Once again, I'm confused by computers, but that's all right. Somehow we'll carry on bravely. Again, thank you. It's just wonderful. I mean, there have been some stupendous gifts and... um, you know, the generosity of people to keep this going. And, uh, you know, it's 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 a funny thing that, that uh, you really do feel, at least I do, a sense of connection when I meet people who listen to relevant radio, no matter where they are. You know, this family idea, it really is this kind of, it's a privilege. I guess that's enough said. So thank you. And that said, uh, we'll pray, and I'm sure my computers will start cooperating. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I don't know if this qualifies for a miracle moment, but as soon as I started, I'm not I'm not kidding you. The minute we started the Memorare, my computer suddenly went to where it was supposed to be. So, <laughs> uh, who says prayer doesn't work? All right, let's go to the big book on the coffee table. Ah, these readings. Well, I'll I'll do the first one first, but I'm really anxious to get into the gospel reading because, well, it's an axe I like to grind. All right. When Solomon was old, his wives had turned his heart to strange gods. Well, you know, I, I wanted to... Uh, to uh i shared a joke yesterday i don't know if anybody noticed but uh i'll share it again because i think it's funny you know the scripture says that solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines well this little boy's at sunday school and he comes home and his mother says what'd you learn about today and he said we learned about solomon the wise he had 700 wives and 300 porcupines that doesn't sound very wise to me no, what? No, no, well. I think it's funny, but it does bring up an issue. Good grief. Are we, get there. Well, okay, good grief, Charlie. It was funny. 700 wives and 300 porcupines. I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, if you read the scriptures, Homer, you would. All right, moving along. This this idea of Solomon, again, the, the scriptures are fascinating to me. These are, this is history, um, and it's good history. Uh, no national epic that I know of or no national mythology uh, tells the truth about uh, its founders. And in a sense, Solomon is one of the great founders of of the nation of Israel. And I'm not talking about the modern nation. I'm talking about, about the, the people of Israel, you know, 900 B.C. And they talk about his faults. And and he wasn't a good man. He may have been great, but he was also weak. And that's what went on. Now, this idea of 700 wives and 300 concubines, that sounds utterly decadent to us, but it was political. You see, when you made a treaty with someone who was essentially royal, you married a daughter. And Solomon made treaties all over the place. These were living treaties. And, uh, you know, that the common man could have more than one wife. Uh, polygamy was not forbidden, but it was, certainly wasn't encouraged in the Old Covenant. Um, and Jesus pointed out that it wasn't that way in the beginning, uh, that monogamy, that is, one spouse, is, is, the, um, is the ideal of paradise. But Jesus said that because of the hardness of your hearts, God allowed divorce. He also, because of the hardness of their hearts, allowed this terrible system of, of multiple wives. But for king, it was treaty obligations. And then if you wanted to, I assume that if you wanted to uh, affiliate with a or make a, a clan leader or tribal leader happy, you took his, his daughter into your harem as a secondary wife. She wasn't noble. Well, she was a secondary wife. 
which was a concubine. The word concubine literally means uh, to lie with someone. Um, so this this vast harem, uh, it was all the rage. The, the pharaohs of Egypt had these vast harems. Kings all over the place had them. And you see, Solomon wanted to be a king like other kings. And his job was not to be a king like other kings. His job was to be the servant of the Lord. And we read that um, he was not entirely with the Lord his God, as the heart of his father David had been, by adoring Ashtarte, the goddess of the Sidonians, Sidon, Tyre and Sidon, or cities which Jesus went to Sidon in the Gospel reading today, and Milcom, the idol of the Ammonites. And apparently he built a high place to Chemosh and to Molech, and and uh, I think that archaeologists have actually recovered the temple to an Egyptian god that was built for Pharaoh's or for Solomon's uh, Egyptian wife. So he did the same for all his foreign wives. Not only that, but he burned incense and sacrificed to their gods. The Lord therefore became angry with Solomon because his heart had turned away from the Lord, who had appeared to him twice. You know how could he saw the majesty of God in some way? But wasn't enough. This is why the kingdom was torn from his, 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 his son. He had the tribe of Judah and Benjamin and the tribe of Simeon had been assimilated in the tribe of Judah and some of the Levites, but that was all that was left to the house of David. Um, and, and this was told to him by, the, by a prophet during his lifetime. So that's that's what happened to Solomon. He allowed himself not so much to be swayed by pleasures of the flesh. That's not the deal. But by the power of, of his office, he saw himself as king. And thus he had to be like other kings instead of seeing himself as the servant of God. Uh, and I think there's a cautionary tale here for us. Now on to the gospel. <laughs> How many minutes I got, dear voice in my head, to to talk about this? We're we're going to go to Father Rocky because I'm going to launch into this like a like a kid into a candy store. All right, let's. We're going to go to Father Rocky, who's who's much more calm than I am. Hi, this is Father Rocky, head of Relevant Radio. Evangelizing on the radio is the most effective and inexpensive way to spread the word of God only pennies per hour per person. Please consider becoming a member of our St. Joseph Recurring Gift Society. You can join us for as little as $25 a month, and becoming a member comes with multiple spiritual benefits. Becoming a member of our St. Joseph Recurring Gift Society also helps us keep our costs down. You give a set gift of $25 or more every month to Relevant Radio, and when we know we can count on your gift, we can reduce the amount of mail we send out. It helps us to budget better on our end. And of course, the same goes for you on your end. In this hour, we have matching funds. Give online at relevantradio.com or on the Relevant app. You can also give us a call at 877-291-0123. 877-291-0123. Please give from the heart to Relevant Radio. And it's Neil and Peter in Father Simon Says Shekel Shilling Center here at Relevant Radio. <laughs> give us a call at 877-291-0123. Please give online at relevantradio.com or the Relevant Radio app. We are getting close to the end of this pledge drive. Time is ticking. A little over 24 hours from right now, uh, 5 o'clock Central on Friday. It's all over. And right now, we're only at 56%, 56% of our need. As Father Rocky mentioned a moment ago, it is a partnership challenge hour. A generous uh, group of listeners came together, pooled their money together uh, to make this a special hour with matching funds just for you. Given any amount, big, small, medium size, whatever gift you can make, it's going to be doubled right now to Relevant Radio. RelevantRadio.com, the app, or 877-291-0123. And Peter, we only have $15,000 to go before we hit uh, our mini goal of $1.7 million. That's right. And throughout the pledge drive, we look at... Um, we, we have the big goal of $3 million, but every hour we try and look at what's the next goal we try to hit to sort of know we're on the way towards hitting that goal. And the next goal, the next $100,000, it will be at $1.7 million, which is about 56% of our goal is we're only 15000 away 
away from that. So we need, oh, right. uh, you know, 15 people to give a thousand dollar gift or or seven people to give a larger gift. However, it breaks down, whether you can give five dollars, a thousand dollars, five thousand dollars. We're looking for people to step up and help us bridge that gap. And, you know, I, what the image that comes to mind for me, Neil, is I'm doing a math test. I look up at the clock. There's only, you know, there's only 20 minutes left and I'm only halfway done the test, right? So it's Thursday. We only have You're about bringing a day back left. Memories. Stop. Oh, that's right. Stop. So we need we need people to step up at relevantradio.com, the relevant radio app, or by calling one 877 And if you donate online, we actually have a, a really beautiful uh, gift for you, which is a MP3 about from Father Matthew Spencer, Lent, A Time for Transformation. So right before Lent begins... This beautiful exclusive talk from Father Matthew Spencer can help prepare you for Lent. And that's what Relevant Radio does every day to everyone across America. We have Morning Air, Patrick Madrid, Inner Life, Kale Clark, so many ways that we are supporting you in your faith and we need your help. We need you to join the family to help us continue doing that through Lent. We only have about 24 hours left. So can you help us? Relevantradio.com, the Relevant Radio app, one 877 We need to wipe out $15,000 to get us to that next mini goal of $1.7 million. Get a hold of us. Please give at relevantradio.com or on the app. Make this your response Amen. to whatever you say Amen. from the healing of your body. Amen. I, I was just thinking, listen to this song, The Raising of the Dead. Uh, that's both physical and spiritual. I, I will never forget when my pastor <laughs> lost vital signs at Mass. Uh, this is a true story. Why didn't I tell it? My pastor, when I was first ordained, Father Bill Berghaus, um, he's long gone now, but he had a heart attack on the altar, and they brought his body into the sacristy. And I finished the Mass and then went in. By that time, the paramedics were there, and it had been, you know, quite a bit of time, you know, 10, 15 minutes at least, and they could get no pulse. And so the, the guys from the prayer group gathered around him and prayed. I'm not making this up. And uh, um, the, uh, uh, the paramedic was holding his wrist, dropped it like it was hot because the pulse had jumped back into it. So, you know, I don't know if that's a raising from the dead. It certainly, it was certainly, we were happy that Father Berghaus lived. He was a great, great man, and he was with us for a few years then after that. But I digress. So, but more interestingly, I remember hearing a Coptic bishop who said that Jesus did not come like most moral teachers to make men better. He came to raise dead men from the dead. And that's morally and spiritually. We're dead until we encounter Jesus, the Lord, the Messiah. All right, let's go back to the readings here. This this is Jesus went to the district of Tyre. That's north of Galilee. It's on the seacoast. Tyre and Sidon were two very important uh, cities. They were inhabited by Phoenicians. Who were Phoenicians? Phoenicians were uh, an ancient people that spread across the Mediterranean. They were Semitic people. They spoke a language related to Hebrew. And in Malta, they still kind of do that. That that was settled by Phoenicians, and they their language is is a, a Semitic language. So these were the Phoenicians. They had colonies in Spain, in southern France, I believe, in Sicily, in Corsica and Sardinia, and on the north coast of Africa. They and the Romans fought it out for the control of the Mediterranean. So those were the Phoenicians. And Syria was the area, it was the large, it was the overarching political power. Hence, this woman was a Greek. Uh, the word here is for Greek, and it was in transition at the point. We see in the Acts of the Apostles, the word is Helen, Helenisti, which means the Greek likes, the Greek wannabes, those who spoke Greek. Uh, the widows of the Greeks, that really is Helenisti, the Hellenists. But this word is Helenis, which... She was a Syrophoenician, but she was so thoroughly Greek, she might as well have been Greek. That seems to be the implication, because usually the word for her, Helen, uh, is, is, uh, means, means a Greek, uh, a real-life Greek from Greece. Uh, so 
That's what a Syrophoenician is. She's someone who lives in the province of Syria, of uh, uh, Syria, Phoenician, but thoroughly Greekified. There you go. I, I often talk about being German, but I'm an American. I realize that when I go to Germany and cross against the light and my cousins gasp. But uh, um, uh, uh, she was a, a Greek of a, of a Phoenician background. All right, but that's not what I really want to talk about. The word dog does not appear in this position. There is a priest who is currently popular and trendy who has accused Jesus of things like envy and lust. But the real most egregious gaffe, I think, uh, direct heresy of this guy is he said that the Syrophoenician woman taught Jesus how not to be a racist, that Jesus was a racist. This is nuts. Jesus was not a racist. He gave his life for all mankind and he loved all people. Well, then why does he call this woman a dog? He doesn't. The word is kinarion. The word for dog in Greek is kios. The word for puppy is kinarion. He called her a puppy. And uh, he said to her, let the children be fed first. It's not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the puppies. And that's exactly what you did. When the children were done eating, you took the scraps and you gave them to the dog. They did not have dog chow or that sort of thing. Uh, so no imes, says the voice in my head asked, no imes. For it is not right to take the food of children and throw it to the puppies or the, the house pets. She replied and said, Lord, even the puppies, the little doggies under the table eat the children's scraps. Then he said to her, for saying this, you may go. The demon has gone out of your daughter. Why did he do that? Well, I think he did that to advance her faith, to strengthen her faith, her trust in him. He was a Jewish rabbi, and by rights, he should have kicked her to the curb. Rabbis did not speak to women, not even their own wife and daughter in the streets, much less a Greek woman who is just unclean by definition. Jesus doesn't do that. He, he, you know, the apostles are saying, you know, well, can't we get rid of her? You know, she's pestering us. And Jesus says, okay, I'll talk to her. And he, he, he said something lovely to her. You know, the most loved person in the family is the puppy. <laughs> uh, the, the dog runs the house frequently. And, uh, if you're a dog lover, you understand this, um, I, I lament that this guy claims to be a theologian and a scripture commentator. And I wonder if he looked at the passage in Greek. I mean, I, I at any rate, I'm not going to say who he is, but he's rather trendy and popular in many circles. And his point is, well, Jesus wasn't all that. So don't be so hard on yourself. Wait, 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 wait. Jesus wasn't all that. Jesus, well, he was fully human. Yeah, but it was the humanity of Adam before the fall. It was a perfect humanity. And I assure you that Jesus was not a racist. He did not uh, have, he did not engage in the capital sin of lust or envy. Uh, this guy also said that, I, I think I heard him say that uh, Jesus would have worked in Sipporah, which was a Greek city, which is true. You know, it sucked up all the labor in the area. Herod was building a capital city. And, uh, well, you know, Jesus and St. Joseph, our Lord Jesus and St. Joseph would have gone to and said, you got any work today, boss? And he must have been so jealous of the beautiful indoor plumbing that they had and the mosaic floors and his mother and, and foster father, I don't think he said foster father, his mother and father had to live on dirt floors and no plumbing. And Jesus was not guilty of the sin of envy. I mean, how do you live with the blessed mother and be jealous of anybody? I mean, <laughs> what a privilege. You know, I, I know it sounds funny to say that it was a privilege for Jesus to live with the Blessed Mother, but I bet he'd agree and, and uh, um, to live with his perfect disciple, our, our Blessed Mother. So, you know, don't believe everything you hear. And uh, so be assured, Jesus did not call this woman a dog. He called her a puppy and he knew what he was going to do. He was going to strengthen her faith, her trust in him and was going to to demonstrate her humility to the devil. I think that's part of it because the devil was party to this conversation too. He could eavesdrop on this conversation. I have no doubt. And the, uh, uh, he would have understood this was a woman who was putting her trust in Jesus and not simply in her own, uh, 
elevated position. Well, that's one of the implications of her being called a Greek, that she was well-educated and probably well-to-do. Um, you know, this was not, this was probably, if she was being called a Greek and she was Syrophoenician by, by, by descent, that's the word, gene in, uh, in Greek, in gene, uh, that she probably was a woman of some means. And her humility and her faith defeated the devil. Uh, you know, that the Jesus, of course, ultimately defeated the devil, but he was able to use her faith to do it. So um, he didn't call her a dog, be assured. All right, uh, where are we going now? We're going somewhere? No, I, I got, oh dear, I got three more minutes I got to do. Normally this isn't a problem for me, but I was going to use the word Greek and Syrophoenician for the word of the day, but I jumped the gun. All right, we'll go right to letters. Where, where's my glasses? All right, dear Father Simon, this is someone who's commenting that, um, uh, the, the, that, um, what I can't understand is how could it be that such a loving and generous Jesus would have first refused to heal a child, no matter which region the mother belonged to? She had faith, after all. Well, as I said, this is Irene uh, from Southern California. Irene, uh, I think it's exactly that, that, that the devil listens to our conversations. You know, that's kind of scary, but I think it's true that... That, you know, the devil can't tell the future and the devil can't, I don't think the devil can read our minds. The devil and the angels in general know only what the father's pleased to tell them. But I think that the Lord, I think we have to see this from a supernatural view that, that this healing of the child was, was about defeating the devil. This, this was a demon possessed child and, and Jesus you know, it's interesting if you, well, interesting, that's not the word for it. If you, if you, if you've ever really seen an exorcism, they can get pretty brutal. And, and, um, I think that, that, that this probably is part of it. That That's, I know that's an odd, odd take on it, but, um, the testing of her faith or the proving of her faith more and the proving of her humility were, were important and and uh, you know the persistence in prayer this woman was persisting in prayer why do we have to persist in prayer you know oh lord i want this and i want that and i want this and i want that and then one of your kids gets sick and lord i don't care about any of that stuff just take care of my kid heal my kid you know that the adversity focuses us and this woman i suspect was a woman of property and all that mattered to her was her daughter's condition. And she was going to go be humiliated by this uh, Jewish rabbi who probably had no regard for Greeks. And you see, God refines us in persistent prayer. What do you really want? The scriptures say he will give us the desire of our heart. But mostly we tell him the desire of our head. You know, that, that, that the, they say the journey from head to heart, 12 inches, 14 inches if you're tall. It's it's the longest journey that there is. I think this is what I really want. Oh, yeah? Well, let's see if you really want it. I will give you what you really want. But is this what you really want? And this woman wanted her daughter's healing so much so that she would put up with humiliation from a, a person who didn't like her because of who she was. And it turned out Jesus loved her very much. It was the opposite of racism. So, I, I, I you know, and, and, and I think the demon needed to see her persistence in prayer, and her amazing trust for God. And uh, I hear music in my head, which means we're going somewhere. We're going, is this the call? This is a call center, isn't it? Oh, boy, I got that one right. <laughs> That's right. You did get it right this time, Father Simon. RelevantRadio.com is where you can give, or uh, the Relevant Radio app, or by calling the call center, 877 291 Zero one two three. Hi, it's Neil Robbins along with Peter Atkinson of the Merry Beggars. We're only at 56% of our need of $3 million, a little over 24 hours to go till the end of the pledge drive. So we have a lot of work to do, and we are counting on you, Relevant Radio Faithful. Father Simon says faithful to help <laughs> us uh, get to that uh, to get to that $3 million. We're going to start with 
trying to hit $1.7 million by uh, by the end of the hour. Can you help take a chunk of that, um, that uh, what do we have, about $12,000 to go to hit $1.7 million? Call right now, whatever you can do to help us to uh, wipe that out. We uh, sure would appreciate it. RelevantRadio.com, the app, or 877-291-0123, a dollar-for-dollar match. That's right, RelevantRadio.com, the Relevant Radio app. If you give online, we will send you a brand-new exclusive MP3 from Father Matthew Spencer about preparing for Lent. It's uh, our way of saying thank you for giving online. And that's in addition to the other premiums we have, the uh, Ave Guide to the Spiritual Rosary, if you give a dollar a day, the Wall Crucifix, if you give $600, and the Sleeping St. Joseph statue, if you give $1,200. And I have that Sleeping St. Joseph statue in my office, and uh, that thing is very, very powerful. I put prayers under it as a, as a way to, as a sign to myself, and as a way to show that I'm trying to surrender the things that matter most in life to God. And as Father Simon was saying on the show, you know, when when we have someone we love who is ill, when someone we know who's close to us has passed away, life comes into crystal clear focus. And all the things that bother us day to day, from our coffee maker not working to our garage not being organized to uh, our phone being slow to start up, whatever it is, all of that completely drops away and what actually matters in life comes into focus. And when you think about that, that is the programming that you hear on Relevant Radio. That is what Morning Air talks about. Patrick Madrid talks about inner life. We're trying to help remind you and everyone listening, the 270 million people that Relevant Radio is in range of, of what truly matters. And we can't do that without your support. We have only 56% of the way to the goal, and it is not Wednesday. It is not Tuesday. <laughs> it is Thursday. We only have one day left. So we really need your help to close this gap, to hit 1.7 million and help us continue spreading the word of Christ on the radio. And you can do that by going to relevantradio.com, the relevant radio app, or calling 1-877-291-0123. We often think that other people are going to do this. We take things for granted. Relevant Radio will always be here. We won't be here without your support. You know, someone else isn't going to do this. You are going to do this. And we're counting on you to step up at the relevantradio.com app or calling one 877 Listener-supported radio. Talk that brings Christ to the world. Welcome back to the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. Well, um, as I said yesterday regarding the pledge drive, please, please, please send money. Um, we, we doing, we're doing all right, but no, we're not there yet. So uh, if you can, you know... Uh, Please do do help out, and that phone is eight seven seven two nine one zero one two three. To donate, it's eight seven seven two nine one zero one two three. Also, you can do it on on the web if you're smart. <laughs> so, uh, good luck with that. I mean, it's it's easy to do. It's just well. Old dog, new tricks, and uh, of course, I won't be on tomorrow because we go full throttle pledge drive tomorrow. But um, today is a, a matching day, so do do help out if you can. And the phones are open. Oh, good grief. Did I lose? No, here it is. I, I'm looking at the wrong computer. Um, the phones are open at 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149, to ask any question you may have about the Lord, the faith, and the church. Um, um, that's never good. It's like a physician saying, oops, uh, the, the uh, um, uh, let's see here. <clears throat> um, I, 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 I used my word of the day already. I was so excited about it. Good grief. Uh, good grief. So I, I'll just throw in a fun word of the day. Uh, the fun word of the day. Uh, I talked about this a week. Or, there we go. There's the word of the day. Gong. Uh, 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 this was a, Oh, a week or two ago, and it was um, uh, liturgy, which is a Greek word, and it's very interesting where it appears because it it the word does appear in in the Bible. Let me let me pull this up. Liturgos, okay. All right, yeah, it's um, the word liturgos. It means someone who presides, 
at the liturgy. And there are five occurrences in Scripture. Uh, there's, let's see here, Romans, in which St. Paul, in, in verse uh, chapter 13, verse 6, he says, um, he talks about the, the, the servants of God. In other words, the litur- the liturgists, I, I don't want to use that word because it does that not at all what the word means. The, the, the ministers of God. And then we have <clears throat> St. Paul in Romans, the 15th chapter, calling himself a lighter gauze of Jesus, the Messiah of Jesus Christ, a minister. Um, and he calls himself in Philippians, uh, uh, the, the apostle and, and lighter goss, uh, um, of, of, uh, that, well, uh, uh, that someone who came to him was the missionary and the steward of, of my need. In other words, helped him out. They took a collection and, um, uh, uh, we see it in Hebrews and we see it uh, twice in Hebrews. It's, it's a funny word and people, the word liturgy, you'll hear people say, well, it means the work of the people. And they say, well, that means <clears throat> that people can kind of make it up as they go along. That was the theme of the old, as I used to call it, the roll your own, smoke your own liturgies, which are still going on. Priests trying to improve on, on the mass. And usually they just uh, make it their own special hobby. But, the word work of the people, it means the responsibility of the people that we are on uh, to, to perform this religious service. And in Greece, the, the, uh, there was a, and I think this is very significant, in Greece, there was a, uh, uh, the, the, the cycle of dramas that they had, uh, uh, the plays that they had written for great religious festivals were called liturgies. So the Mass should be a drama because, no, no, it was kind of the opposite. I think I shared with you that that um, Greek actors uh, didn't need to be good-looking. They had their beautiful bodies and beautiful voices. But if they looked like the backside of a mud fence, that was fine because their faces were covered with masks. And you saw the mask, and you said, oh, that's clearly Zeus, that's clearly Apollo, that's clearly Achilles, that's clearly Agamemnon, that sort of thing. These were stock characters. So you never saw the face of the actor in, in this liturgy, in this, in this responsibility, that, that, that wealthy citizens of a Greek town would put on this drama for the worship of the gods and to, to tell people the story of the Greek founding uh, myths. And and this is a word that was applied to religious service. So it isn't this kind of thing that I can just do. Uh, you know, liturgical innovation would be anathema to the Greeks. You didn't innovate. You, you made sure the necessary elements of the, of the, of the, of the story were there. So, you know, this, uh, this idea of liturgists being able to spice up the mass that's not the point of it. That 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 uh, the the Greek dramatists wrote to to unearth the more profound meanings uh, in in these stories, but they were stories that didn't change. Um, and and I think that we need to understand that when we talk about liturgy, that liturgy is an act of worship that is the responsibility of the people. We owe this to God. That's the sense of liturgy. We owe this to God. Not, not, let's find something nice and entertaining for people. <clears throat> Even though these were dramas, the liturgies of ancient Greece, they weren't, they weren't dramas the way we think. They were, they were to honor the gods. And our mass should be for the honor of God and not simply for the entertainment of people. So just a thought on that. It should be beautiful and I can enjoy it. I enjoy the beauty of it, but it's got to be for God. Remember the St. John Vianney, the curie of ours, uh, he lived in utter poverty himself and, and just almost squalor, um, cared very little for his own comfort. But he bought these very beautiful vestments. Why? Because it was for the honor of God. So I think that's an important thing. All right, let us move along. Let us now go to uh, phone calls. 888-914. Oh, we got a miracle moment. I'm, I'm jumping the gun. Let's go to a miracle moment. Then we'll come back with phone calls. 888-914-9149. We'll be right back. Changing lives in your neighborhood and across the nation. 
Here's another Relevant Radio miracle moment. Hi, Monica. Hi, good morning. I just wanted to continue off of the public school, Catholic school conversation. To my husband and I, we made the big sacrifice to send our daughter to a Catholic school since she was a toddler. And my husband was originally opposed to it because he was saying, you know, how could we ever afford something like that? And so we put her in Catholic school and that led to my husband's conversion and also led to us actually just getting our marriage sacrament a couple months ago. And um, that's, that's, you know, I attribute that to listening to Relevant Radio and from, you know, our sending our daughter to Catholic school. So we love you and we thank you so much. This miracle moment was brought to you by you. Make a tax-deductible donation now to support our mission at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. All right, the Give from the Heart Pledge Drive rolls on here at Relevant Radio during Father Simon Says. Hi, it's Neil Robbins along with Peter Atkinson from the Merry Beggars. We need your help. We have matching funds. No reason not to give right now, right? RelevantRadio.com, the app, or 877-291-0123. We've been chipping away, trying to to cross the $1.7 million uh, mini goal this hour on our way to $3 million tomorrow afternoon, hopefully by 5 o'clock Central Time with uh, Drew Mariani. So whatever part of that you can help us with, we sure would appreciate it. RelevantRadio.com, the app, or 877-291-0123. Alyssa and Elkins, uh, West Virginia, a $100 gift. Thank you, Tom and Byron Center, Michigan. Another $100 gift, becoming $200. And uh, Monica, Chanhassen, Minnesota, another $100 gift. Thank you, Monica. And yours uh, becoming $200 as well with those matching funds. Give what you can. Please help us to uh, reach that mini goal of $1.7 million by the end of the hour. I think we have a little under 5000 to go, so not bad. Yeah, we're closing in on the 1.7 million benchmark for this hour. I w- let's close out Father Simon's hour with that. As we said, you know, we're we're in Thursday, we're midday. We have about 24 hours through Friday, 5 p.m. Central Time to close our goal of three million dollars. And that that three million dollars is not for a special project. It's not to build a new building. It's to keep us running and broadcasting across the nation. And we are at 57 percent of the way there on a Thursday. So we're, you know, a bit behind where we want to be. And that $3 million, what does that make possible? Well, there are eight reasons I can give you uh, to give today to join the family. That's Morning Air, Patrick Madrid, Inner Life, Kale Clark, Father Simon, Drew Mariani, Trending with Timory, Family Rosary Across America, not to mention the Mary Beggars. The amount of content, the amount of shows that Relevant Radio is giving to you and to our audience is, is ridiculous. I mean, it's so much content. You couldn't listen to all of it if you wanted and don't take it for granted. You know, a lot of the times the things we enjoy, we think someone else will do it. There's uh, that church program, You Are the Man. Well, for, for the person listening to this, you are the listener. We need you. We are <laughs> we are depending on you to keep our mission funded. And you can help us at RelevantRadio.com, the Relevant Radio app, or calling 1-877-291-0123. Want to hit that 1.7 million mark, close our need, and continue our mission of bringing Christ to the world through the media. Do you have a $500 gift, a $1,000 gift? You can give at RelevantRadio.com, the Relevant Radio app, or by calling 1-877-291-0123. We're only 57% of the way there. Let's hear it from the listeners of Father Simon, Give from the Heart. It's great old music. All right, let's go to back to phone or to phones. We're going to phones. Did we already do that? It's ringing. Oh, good, good. I'm glad. 888-914-9149. I think we got a few phone calls in. Pepper from Nashville. What can I do for you? Hi, Father Simon. Long time fan. First time calling. So well, a little you. ethos question. Oh, thank you. A uh, little ethos question. Um, so you said one day that Cain is the father of cities, right? 
Well, it's in this. I I'd have to, I don't think I said it. Somebody might have said it. It's Cain oh, well. is the father of of many people. So uh, yes, but the question. Ah. Let well, me see. I, so uh, I was thinking. Well, if Cain is the father of cities, then no wonder the the philosophy, <laughs> the faith, the ideology of cities is typically very different than those of us in the rural and more remote areas. So I thought yes. I had an answer to why there's such a conflict. Well, that's how, interesting. How we see things. But yeah. then I got to thinking, well, Cain would have to be the father of all people because he killed Abel before Abel could be the father of anyone. Yeah, and so but Adam and Eve had many more. Adam and Eve had more children after him. And yes, in Genesis 4, 17, ah. uh, um, uh, Cain's son, Enoch, builds a city and names it after his son, Erod. And Cain is described as a, a city builder. Genesis four seventeen. Um But, um, you know, it's kind of interesting. All Europeans, Northern Europeans especially, are descended from Charlemagne. That's because Charlemagne's kids got around. There's what they call kind of a, a, oh, I forget what they call it, but there comes a point where you you have fewer and fewer ancestors. You have a lot of ancestors, but it doesn't keep extending infinitely. There, there kind of is a, a, a kind of block and, and you know, that, that there were fewer people, so we're all descended from the same people ultimately. So I suppose Cain in some sense is an ancestor to all and... So is so is Moses and or so is Noah and you know so yeah, of course maybe Cain's descendants were filtered out in the flood. I don't know. I wasn't there. But yes, Cain is described as a city builder, and I can see your point that cities are getting pretty odd. And it's I don't you know people you always what do we do about the cities? And some people say less police, some people say more police. I think the only thing that changed cities more religion myself. So. So <laughs> I hope Relevant Radio is part of the answer to the problem. So at any rate, that's it interesting. Is. I'll have to ponder it. I'll have to ponder it. But uh, I'm I'm honored that you listen and glad that you called. God bless you. May, may I Let's, ask you one more question? It may be Oh, helpful. sure. Why not? Sure. This is relative to the fun drive. So um, I, I gave thinking that if you give uh, for a certain amount of years that you are a part of the continue, the St. Joseph continued giving society yeah. but then yeah. i had my gift stop and i thought oh well my credit card must have been compromised Oops. or something but does if you if you pledge a certain amount amount and it's uh, on a continued gift basis does it stop after a year and you have to call back in to give again i or i think it's only yes i Nick, Nick, you would probably know better than I do, but I think it's only a, a commitment for a year, isn't it? Oh, it's not for just for a year. It's an ongoing commitment, apparently. Um, and one is free to stop it when they wish, but keep it coming. <laughs> we need it. Let's go to Rachel. Are you with us? Rachel from, from Hart, Hart, Indiana. What can I, how can I help you, Rachel? Hi, Father. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just had mm -hmm. a quick question about guardian angels. So yes. at night with my children, we'll say the guardian angel prayer, oh, yeah. and the Hail Mary, prayer. and the St. Michael before um, mm -hmm. bedtime. And we'll pray that they have good dreams. But sure. upon waking, sometimes they'll say, Mom, I prayed my guardian angel that I'd have good dreams, and I didn't. I had a bad one. And I just don't know how to respond to them when they say that. Well, sometimes even, I would say sometimes even a bad dream can be good. <laughs> that That mm -hmm. it just reminds you that you need to... To, to be closer and closer to God. How's that for an answer? <laughs> Try that one. I told him, you know, maybe have it'll, a bad dream. it'll make you stronger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe it'll make you stronger, and it'll make sure that you pray more and more and draw closer and closer to God. There we go. That that will Perfect. that will do it. Uh, Thank come you. Come on, brain. <laughs> it is <laughs> it is funny. Kids are such great theologians, and then we grow up and have to tell ourselves we have to know everything. Well, thanks for calling in, Rachel. God bless you, and it's wonderful that you pray with your kids before bed. It's such a beautiful thing. Thank God bless. You. Let's go to to and Jerry from 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 Jacksonville, Florida. Jerry, what can I do for you, Father? There's a story that goes around. There's different variants of it, but it's two people talking in heaven, and one of them says, "How in the world did he get in here?" And the other one says, well, Jesus didn't want him in here, but your mother keeps letting people like that in, which would make Mary more merciful than Jesus. So I'm a little confused on that point. 
It, you're right to be confused on that point. I don't think that that is what happens. I think that the Blessed Mother intercedes for us. And this intercession, uh, you know, the people I've known who died and lived to tell about it, they try to describe what's going on, but they can't. It's like, it's like there was this wall. It's like there was this, it's like, it's like, it's like. So we hear it in words that we can understand. There's no situation in which Jesus does not, uh, the scripture is clear. God does not wish the death of a sinner. And Jesus, of course, is God, the son of God. But what goes on is is the saints, the angels, and especially our blessed mother intercede for us. And, and you know, when God willing, I stand at the throne of God, I pray that the blessed mother intercedes for me. Um, uh, that that But that intercession affects me now so that I'm more virtuous and that I respond to the grace of God in a manner that's worthy of heaven. So this idea of the intercession of the saints is beyond our experience of time. So we describe it as it was because the Blessed Mother, they got to heaven. Well, the Blessed Mother interceding for us with her maternal love may have strengthened us so that we could be worthy of her son. But be assured that 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 Jesus does not wish the death of a sinner. He wants everyone to be saved, though he allows us to deny to deny him and to say no to salvation. So I don't know if that helps at all. It's this is not this idea that these stories. Well, how come he's in here when the well, the blessed mother let him in. That's not Bible. That's not tradition. It's not part of the teaching, uh, the teaching, the, the magisterium of the church. However, the okay. intercession of our blessed mother and the saints, that is part of our, what we believe. So it's kind of, un-nuanced for people like me who aren't that smart. So I hope that helps okay. a little bit. Does, all right, can Jerry, can God I ask bless. Can another question? Sure, sure. I, I think we've got a minute. Sure. When I lived in Chicago, I had a friend that was a uh, embalmer on call, which meant he did a lot of embalmings. So I regard him as authoritative in what I'm going to say. He says that as they're pumping embalming fluid into the veins, et cetera, they're pushing out the blood, and it shocks me as to where it goes. It just goes into the city drain. I would yeah. think with the emphasis in the um, Old Testament, and I think even the New, about the life is in the blood, we would capture that and inter it with the corpse. What? And yet, like I, say, I don't we, know many funeral directors or or embalmers are are theologians, <laughs> and they're not uh-huh. going to worry about it. Um, you know that that again. This is the Old Testament now. What we're interested in is the blood of Christ, and we we never pour that into the drain ever. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's the blood of Christ that where the life is now. So that was just uh, uh, that was just a prophetic anticipation. Uh, uh, the life is in the blood of the Holy Eucharist. So we're not okay. bound by that. So I hope that helps, okay. Jerry. God bless. All right. All right. Well, you, okay. We get good questions here at Relevant Radio. So uh, again, I'm I. I I won't be on tomorrow because we're going to go for the whole enchilada. Um, and But I just want to say thank you so much for your generosity and for your faithfulness and for your commitment to to sharing, well, the Lord over the radio waves. And, and um, you know, it is kind of humbling. I, I hope that we all do the job that we're supposed to um, and, and take your generosity and your kindness very seriously and are faithful to you as well as to the Lord. So we're not going to the call center. Is that where we're going? We're going to the call center to schmooze for shekels, as I often say. And here we are to schmooze away, Neil Robbins and Peter Atkinson, 877-291-0123. All hands on deck, as you heard Father Simon say a moment ago. He will not be on the air in his normal time slot tomorrow because we'll be in full pitching mode. Be back on Monday, but tomorrow we'll be pitching. So this is your last opportunity to show your love and support for Father Simon right now. Give at RelevantRadio.com, the app, or 877-291-0123. Peter, we're down to $2,000 to, to get to it. that mini goal of $1.7 million, 2000 What part of that can you help us out with? RelevantRadio.com, the app, or 877-291-0123. We've got matching funds. That's right. RelevantRadio.com, Relevant Radio app, 1-877-291-0123. And what if I told you, the listener, dear listener, you listening to this radio, what if I told you that I had an investment? 
investment opportunity that could give you 100% return on your money instantly, immediately, <laughs> five seconds. Well, I have that for you. And not only is the investment going to pay dividends immediately, it'll pay dividends for all eternity. That's right. We have a 100% match. If you give $5, it's $10. If you give $500, it's $1,000. If you give $5,000, it's $10,000. Your impact it, right now during this hour, during the last few minutes of this hour, your impact is going to be doubled. Now, that's because of other people like you who have stepped up and said, we believe that relevant radio listeners are as excited as we are about the mission. So we're going to pledge to match people's funds. And that's that's only during this pledge drive week. So please, please step up. And we're down to a thousand. We need one thousand dollars. Can we can you step up with a one thousand dollar gift right now? Ten people with a one hundred dollar gift, whatever you can do to help us whittle away this last thousand so we can hit that mini goal of one. $1.7 million on our way to the ultimate uh, need of $3 million tomorrow afternoon. Give it relevantradio.com on the app or 877-291-0123. 877-291-0123. How are we doing, Peter? We are almost, at, we are almost, almost there. We're almost. going to get there. We believe in our listeners. And uh, when I think back to uh, some of the saints throughout history, they always push the envelope in terms of r spreading the word about Christ. Maximilian Colby used new mediums, used new radio waves. He bought license for radios. If you want to follow in the footsteps of Maximilian Colby by spreading the word of Christ through the radio waves, you can help us by going to relevantradio.com, the relevant radio app, or by calling 1-877-291-0123. All right, we've done it. We are at 1.7 million. Thank you so much Thank you to all so the much. listeners. Thank you so, so much. Oh, wow. What, what an hour we have underway here at Father Simon Says. 129 of you so far have stepped forward, and it uh, looks like... 166 is the record number of people to step forward during this hour of Father Simon. Let's see if we can beat that right now. We've just ticked up to 131. Wow, we, wow, wow. Let's go for the record. 167. If we can get 167 people to step forward this hour, we will get there. We only need another, what, 35 more people. 35 right. more people to step forward and show your support for Father Simon Says and our apostolate here at Relevant Radio. And we only have three minutes for you to do that, so uh, you know, don't hesitate. If you're listening to this. You are the listener we're talking to. You are the person that we're asking to join our mission, whether that's $5, $10, $20. So you can go to relevantradio.com, open your browser, whether it's Chrome or Bing or Safari or Microsoft Word or Internet Explorer, go to relevantradio.com. Or if you are if you have a smartphone, open the Relevant Radio app and go to give and support our mission. Or if you have a phone, you can call one 877 We would love to to set the record for this hour and show not only our people supportive of Relevant Radio, but also Father Simon and Drew Mariani coming up in a few minutes. We only have, what, two minutes, Neil, to close this gap? Two minutes to gap. go. We need 33 more people. 33 more? Oh, we can absolutely do this. If you're listening to this, you are the listener who believes in Christ and believes in our mission to help other people encounter Christ. Father Simon talked about stories of, of people's experiences after they die. Well, you can be part of the mission of helping more more people prepare for that moment. Prepare for the moment to encounter Christ. All right, we are down to 21 now. 21 Whoa! more gifts. 21 more gifts. Can you be one of we 21 can people? Absolutely do this. 877-291-0123. Again, we have matching funds at least for the next minute or so. 877-291-0123. Give online relevantradio.com or on your smartphone or tablet. Tap on that Relevant Radio app and give from the heart to Relevant Radio.